0: Hello, my name is Chris Holmes, Editor-at-Large, and I'll be your host today. Welcome to CIO Live here in ASEAN. And as part of our Leadership in Technology series, we're here to talk to Aries Suswendi, co-founder and CIO of All North Digital. So we're gonna be talking today about digital transformation and your journey. But before we get started into that, Maybe you could just share a little bit about um, you, yourself and uh, your journey and uh, how you got to uh, your position as a tech leader today.
1: Thank you, Chris. Uh, thank you for having me here. Um, so yeah, my background is is actually by education. I was in uh, digital, in IT, computer science and software engineering. And then I did business school afterwards. And I, I start working for a small, and then layer to medium and and large company. So, uh, it's always been within the IT and there's an integration of project management and as well, in the beginning, uh, it was, you know, I I was doing more into the development side and, and later on, uh, I did the release management, project management, and prior to my last journey in Indonesia. I was uh, spending a decade doing digital transformation in a large insurance company uh, in Vancouver, Canada. Um, and then I moved to, uh, to Indonesia uh, to help as a consultant in the beginning uh, to initiate their digital transformation. Um, and then afterwards, uh, they asked me to stick around to continue leading the lead the, the program
0: itself. Fantastic, fantastic. So, let's just talk a little bit about digital transformation. And I know, I mean, you you were one of the uh, uh, award winners in our CIO 100 um, last year and as part of that digital transformation project. So maybe you could just give us an idea as to sort of how that project got started and what were the objectives and maybe put that in the context of your organisation.
1: Okay, so the organization is a EPC company, and it's called Tripartite. And uh, in the beginning, it was more into a digital transformation program. For uh, I was there for almost four years, three and a half years, give or take. And in the beginning, uh, they just want to start the digital transformation. Uh, each organization. Will have a different way or different service taxes of digital transformation. So uh, they are as you know, a lot of of their employees are blue collar uh, uh, employees, and so the very beginning is is just to democratizing the uh, digital into their organization. So it's 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 the you uh, know understanding where we are, we were at the mo- at the point, and then we start planning, uh, creating a roadmap and start executing, you know, step by step and doing it iteration uh, as time goes by.
0: And I mean, were there, what were the objectives of the digital transformation project? I mean, you talked about introducing digital um, uh, across all the workers, and, and you know, and you talked about blue collar workers there, but what was the end goal? What was the uh, 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 business objective?
1: So in the beginning, it was more into trying to extract uh, as much as uh, value out of the digital asset that we had. That was the objective in the beginning, because we have a bunch of product and software that we utilize and we acquire as part of the project. And then once they're done, there's no like sustainable plan to, to continue. And we we, uh, underutilizing it and actually paying more, uh, for un- underutilized products, right? And then later on, we start, uh, aiming towards creating a practical and valuable products that will help the business, uh, that will, uh, know, one of them is actually material management. Uh, that's one of the product that, that we want for IDC work as well. Um, and you know, that's, one of their core business as an EPC engineering procurement construction company. Uh, that's one of their biggest costs actually. in 60% uh, roughly is their cost in making sure the materials is ready to be used when they start building the infrastructure at uh, the physical one. And down the road it's it's you know uh trying to utilize the information for us to uh help our business operation. Uh, including to do, uh, predictive analytics, uh, to, to understand what's happening before and then to plan what can we do and even make decision, uh, as soon as we have the right information. And, and, you know, the roadmap, like the long on the long term plan is for us to, uh, extract the information and as well as using as an asset for us to sell our services. Uh, so part of the business development, integrate digital as part of our operators.
0: Very interesting. Very interesting. So, I mean, as part of this project, how did you actually get started and how did you, um, I suppose, embed digital um, in a, in a quite a traditional type of uh, organization?
1: Yeah. So in, in the beginning, I was, I was a consultant for the company, uh, they, they're asking me to, hey. Can you help us to do the planning, the strategic planning, uh, creating a roadmap thing? So the first step that I, I, like any other project that I usually do or consult and do is, is understanding and doing discovery session to understand where we are, what what do we have at this point and what are the key challenges and and including the, the vision or the wishes, uh, where we are going. So that's just mapping, the needs, mapping the stakeholders, uh, including partners, uh, internal and external partners, and then, uh, start planning, creating a, a plan that can be changes over time. But that was the, the beginning. So understanding what we have and, and the, as mentioned earlier, the first one that we targeting is, is extracting the asset that we have. Um, and and that was, if I can recall, uh, one of them was the Microsoft 365. We have the license, we start prime to start using it, but then uh, it's not effective enough and people are still using the old ways to do it. Uh, so we integrate um, the change management as well as a way of working, agile way of working as part of our digital transformation.
0: And I mean, one of the things that we do see and and we read about is, you know, one of the big challenges to digital transformation is actually who owns it in the organization. Maybe you could just share a little bit about um, uh, how it was uh, uh, run within your um, within your team.
1: So, uh, fortunately, at that point, uh, the the one the sponsor is is the CEO directly. So he, he, has that wishes. He wants to, uh, make the company more digitalized. Right? Uh, and so we have the opportunity to work with other senior leaders to understand what their needs, uh, as well and, and trying to prioritize. So we have a good sponsor at that time and we have a good, uh, partner, like the leader partners to uh, start executing the translation. And if, if I can call the, uh, the beginning, it was only a few people, like myself and and my one of my team members. Uh, so we start from spreads in the beginning, and then as time goes by, depending on the uh, project that we're working on, we increase the capacity to, uh, to help us to speed up the process or the deliveries as well.
0: Very interesting and. I mean, one of the things that we always see key to success is to digital transformation is really the focus around data. And I mean, having uh, seen a a lot of very traditional engineering companies, you know, there's an awful lot of sort of manual data collection, a lot of uh, 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 clipboards and pens that are actually used. I mean, is that something that um, has changed as part of this project?
1: It was, it was. uh, Interestingly, um, as, as we started, our transformation along the way, we start uh, partnering and learning from other people in the same industry, in the community, the Agile community, or even the digital transformation community, as well as the sister company that we work with. Now, um uh, one of the key lessons that I I capture from uh, others uh, around it is is to have a clean data from the very beginning as much as possible. Because the way, you know, if you do it later, it's gonna be time consuming and then it can be cost. So that's why in the very beginning, what we're trying to do is identifying some of the sources of the data. And then uh, while we're imagining or not imagining, we're we're planning how we can utilize the data for either making a decision or uh, we integrating it to do predictive analytics. Right? Uh, and then we pull it back all the way to the very beginning, how we capture the data. So either the data coming from a different system, either from a uh, manual. There's also manual data capture. So we, we try to simplify it as much as possible uh, for data capturing, including using a key article, for example. So where we can scan and capture the data and then another one, maybe using a uh, thing what, what we did to uh, capture a good quality of data was using a, a template, like an Excel template, and then we extract the data automatically, put into our database, so that we can visualize it better. Right? So that's some of the uh, information that we capture from different system. Uh, uh, from you know, we we trying to simplify and and minimize. Uh, type pull in air, and in data itself. And then we also do uh, uh, from a template. And even from the template itself, we still see some unusual data or incorrect data. So we still have to do um, cleaning a little bit in the beginning. Um, and we're trying to automate it, actually, the, the cleaning. So we know what we anticipated, and it is not the way that we anticipated, then we either is becoming exception or it's automatically fixing it, trying to fixing it, the best of it.
0: So then our whole idea around that simplification around the data collection, I think that's uh, uh, very interesting in terms of actually uh, 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 objectives going forward and trying to remove as much uh, sort of manual data collection as possible. Um, So what successes have you achieved to date, I mean, you know, it, it's it, you. You've talked about the, the the time period that you've been going through, the team growing. You know, what have been the business benefits that you've seen from this project?
1: So, in in uh, every time kind of we trying to implement a solution, uh, we did uh, a lot of analysis, and including identifying definition of done what success look like, what does it mean to the business, right? Uh, some of them could be reducing man hours. That was one of the frequent uh you know target that we're aiming towards. And another one could be um another one such as uh you know minimizing the costs. So uh, the comparison is if we do start school, we're not doing anything, what does it mean? And then we come up we, uh, with the design, with a new solution, what does it mean uh, for uh, if we integrating a new solution? Uh, as, as simple as uh, for that sample, as simple as, let's say we have uh, an existing system that you see on-premise, uh, for example, right? And and then, and, you know, if we doing status doing nothing, what does it mean in terms of the cost? Uh, and then if, if we replace it with a more uh, Updated version. Then we, we replace it with a newer and a different brand at that time, and using cloud-based solution that helped us to speed up the process. We don't have to maintain the the server. We don't have to maintain the people, uh, uh, the support system, right? And and that's uh, another one that we target as one of our success look like. And another one is, it's also, uh, if we're looking at the data, um, we're trying to uh, get the information faster so that we can minimize the risks, minimize the impact, making the right decision with the right information. The tricky part with a manual data gathering, sometimes we don't know the accuracy of that information. And that information can be tweaked based on the needs or based on uh perception. But if we create a simple system that extracting the data automatically, it will increase transparency among the organization. Which means that uh we get the data faster, we, we uh we can make uh, hopefully the right decision sooner rather than it's too little too late, right? And 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 that's one of the uh the the key thing, and the last one, I say uh, one of the success that we uh, aiming towards now, uh, we start doing it is that to uh, make that as part of our business as well. So as part of our offerings, uh, as simple as as a system that we create, I'm sure that uh, we can replicate it for other business as well. And in the beginning, we we simply. Uh, giving a value added because they're using our engineering services or our EPC services. They, we, you know, we have a system that will be part of your services to s- to help, right? And, and down the road, we can sell it the product and services. I think the analytic uh, product that we had was start being selling it to a government at one point
0: very interesting and again that's uh, that's something we see uh, uh one of the objectives of a lot of the digital transformation projects is almost how can we actually turn it to generate something that's going to create revenue for the uh for the organization so very interesting there so Aries, I mean, one of the uh, uh, things we see um, as being critical for this uh, digital transformation initiative is, is around keeping the project alive. I mean, it's far more of a journey rather than sort of achieving an end state. So maybe you could just share a little bit about how you've actually kept the momentum going with the project. And I know you, you mentioned the roadmap earlier. So how, how do you actually just keep that enthusiasm going across the uh, organization?
1: Yeah, so uh, this is not my first rodeo uh, to do the digital transformation. Uh, I had the opportunity to work on a large scale digital transformation previously in a, in a, uh, a company, uh, a large inter- instruments company in Vancouver, Canada, and uh, I I was there for a decade, uh, and I had the opportunity to look at you know a couple of key takeaways and integrate it into my next journey, which is in in. Uh, trick so uh a lot of times the 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 people sometimes they they're running out of energy uh the people or the team or even stakeholder uh, sometimes they they came across of uh you know some some people call it transformation fatigue for example right uh, so the way we can continue motivating it and to keep the ball rolling is, is producing result, producing uh, an outcome. That's that's one of the key measure uh, that that we identified as uh, the one that motivate people and and uh, incentivized the business as well. Hey, it's resulting something that helped the business. Um, for example, let's say uh, in the beginning we we came to all the business on how to use uh, some of the Microsoft Microsoft 365 products, SharePoint Online, right? And and people are reluctant. So we do a, a few pilots in the beginning. People are reluctant to to adopt it in the beginning. Microsoft Teams, Planner, but then as time goes by, we start getting the right uh, POC, getting influence them, uh, and and getting the experience for them to do it uh, to get the value. While integrating with the change management, exciting change management as part of our goal plan, uh, it's increasingly awareness and people see the result. And, and as time goes by, it's actually the other way right? More people are demanding more division and are will be to do their, you know, to do their transformation, the digital transformation as well. And, and that's what the, to keep us, you know, excited. All the time or as much as we can. And, and maybe I'll, I'll touch a little bit on the change management. Uh, you know, there's a different kind of change management. There's even uh, a framework how to, to do the effective change management. But the, the way we, we did it, we also integrate uh, some of the exciting that will engage stakeholder. So for example, uh, in the beginning, prior to COVID, actually, we we had a few events. For example, Ice Cream Day, where we invite uh, the stakeholder or the end user to have like 15 minutes to 30 minutes demo session how you can utilize Microsoft Days, for example. And there's an ice cream there. You know, who's, who's going <laughs> to say no for an ice cream, right? So yeah, we, we don't want to. Uh, have a long meeting and then they they're not really getting the value out of it. So we incentivize with uh, the right way to do it, and we also have a different you know inviting speaker as well to to kind of uh, giving the picture how good it looks like from a different organization. So that way we keep the ball rolling, we keep the momentum uh, going, and and people also have uh, or tea and stakeholder also have a picture. What does it need and the implication? What's the journey look like for us as well?
0: So really painting that future state and then getting people uh, engaged. And I, I I do like the idea around the ice cream day and sort of combining that with the demo, You know, getting that marketing out there as to what the value is going to be. Very, very, very interesting that. Um, so uh, coming to the end of our session, uh, Aries, I mean, one of the questions we always like to finish with is, you know what have been your key learnings from this project i mean if you were to do the project again what would you do differently
1: yeah so uh, a couple of key like every time we do our sprint uh we have the opportunity to get some of the key learning what went well what didn't go well so uh, a common one uh, that didn't go well that we can change is, is actually getting a buy-in from the stakeholder from the users uh, and, and then in the beginning, we, we try to iterate. We try to, uh, engage them more and more so that they have a sense of ownership as well. And we're also being empathy, uh, uh, with their circumstances. But then some of the point of realization is that, uh, sometimes you can only do so much, right? And you cannot estimate what a future will look like or what their reaction with the changes, right? So if I can change, uh, differently with the experience that we, that I have gone through is that trying to find a lot of use cases just to giving someone more ideas, uh, what are the possibility? And then at the same time, what does it mean to them? Like just giving them, cause, uh, people react differently or unexpectedly, uh, because they don't know what does it mean to them. Right. if If we can kind of organize the uh you know the possibilities uh they they're not a oh man, the data is is now it's visible immediately, then uh, what does it mean? you know some some stakeholder can be rejecting, oh, that's not accurate, right uh but if if we get a chance to kind of educate them, okay, the data comes from a diff, this location, the one that you enter. It's your data. This is the calculation, and and this is potential output of the data. So that kind of information will help uh, the stakeholder management. I would say, right, where they, they can anticipate what does it mean, so that they can uh, behave, uh, and, and maybe they they can they can anticipate uh, how to grow within that transformation and and that's one one thing that that uh, i came across another thing uh perhaps the as you know there's a lot of in- integration of ai lately right uh, i think it's is you know it's part of the progress the digital and it is uh, anticipated many years ago but then now it's more fact it's faster. Uh, to be integrated, CDI, uh, uh, chat GPT can simplify some of the work, not every work that you do, uh, that some people do. And then at the same time, some of the job might be out of date. So we had, we just have to uh, continue advocating some of the people, uh, some of the tools out there or technology that can be utilized. So. Yeah, that, uh, another one is, is just um, with the development of a new technology and new tools, we just have to stay up to date and, and try to translate it to our use cases.
0: So so that uh, focus on empathy, but also having that use case library where you can go and share, and also that, uh, if you like, that technology scan that need to be abreast of what the new technology is and how that can actually be introduced. and again uh, uh, lead to uh, uh, more transformation if you like
1: <laughs> Right, right. and and a lot of uh, a lot of stakeholders especially the non-digital uh, savvy stakeholder uh, sometimes they they still see uh, technology or digital as in uh, a magic or a magic box right uh, and uh, some stakeholders say, oh, of course you can do it, even though we have to think, or maybe it's not possible yet, right? And the other one stated, uh, um, you know, it, it could be something yeah uh, feasible or not feasible uh, because it still required human interaction or human involvement. So yeah, that is kind of uh, trying to communicate it better, I would say, that's that's one of the key words uh, that I find it might be, practical to any other uh, translation, in general.
0: That's great. Aries, thank you very much for spending some time with us today. I'm afraid that's all we've got time for today. Once again, my name Chris Holmes, Editor-at-Large for CIO here in ASEAN, and I've been talking to Aries Suswendi, um, as part of our Technology Leadership live sessions anybody who's got any uh, questions or comments on this, please feel free to reach out to me on LinkedIn. Thank you, Chris. Thanks for having me.